Mic check, mic check. Where the fuck is my check? You're now tuned in to Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Yeah, episode four. I'll make it do what it do. Okay, okay, yeah. Wait till you hear these drums though. Let it ride for a little bit. I need to hear them drums one more time, man. All right, there it is. All right, let me cut this down though. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you know what you tuned into is Do Rags and Boat Shoes, Episode Four. And I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and for hitting me up. You know, asking where Episode Four has been at. Um, thing is, um, you know, at my job. Um, you know, I'm putting that 95, nine to five before my grind, which I shouldn't do, but, um, just my hours, you know, I'm back to working my normal schedule, you know, from like five 30 in the morning to like six 30 at night. So, you know, those 13 hour days be kind of killing your boy, but you know, I just need to be more focused and, you know, grinding a little tougher. And, uh, so yeah, I'll be a little bit more consistent. It's been a couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, I got y'all. All right. So. Uh, excuse me, I might sound a little nasally. Um, you know, I'm a little bit sick. You know, be hanging on the back of a dump truck in this, you know, this cold, rainy weather. It'll do that to you. Uh, excuse me. But uh, yeah, I think it's time to just uh, go ahead and start putting people on that summer jam screen. So a couple weeks back, uh, your boy Eddie uh, Wang or Huang or Hung or however you pronounce it, H U A N G. The guy who made the show Fresh Off the Boat on ABC, you know, about a about an Asian family coming to America. Um, little boy identifies with black culture, blah, 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 blah. He was on Bill Maher in the end of April, and uh, he was asked about, you know, how does he connect with rap music um, being Asian? And he said he feels like Asian men, and this is a direct quote, I feel like Asian men have been emasculated so much in America that were basically treated like black women. What the fuck? That's where he that's where he fucked up right there. But um, so um, Mia uh, McKenzie at Black Girl Danger on Twitter, she uh, got a hold of that. She heard about that. And so she asked uh, Eddie, you know, what the fuck he meant by that. So um, he finally responded. And then he uh, brought up a link from OK Cupid, and he was talking about uh, we are least desired. Um, and then you know the link was talking about why are Asian men and Black women the least desired ethnic groups? And um, so then he goes on to say, no one is saying we have the same struggle. I was specifically talking about parallels, re regarding the way we're viewed sexually. But my this is where my problem is. So Mia goes on on. Uh, a tangent like dudes all just think they understood that blah 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 but here's my problem he's talking about being parallel to the way that they're viewed sexually now I don't see uh, the majority you know of uh, white women um, you know, trying to be like Asian men, and I don't see uh, white men lusting after Asian men. Not that I know, but you know, they might be lusting after some little Asian boys, a few of them. But um, as far as 
being viewed sexually i mean you look at um how black women are you know um well emulated uh by uh, white women like you look at the kardashians you know they fix their lips um to get plumper um big asses you know it's something that they brought a curvy figure to the forefront which is some bullshit you know they just you know they fell in love with black men and they know black men love a curvy ass body and who has curvy ass bodies black women and so that's where i have a problem with him you know comparing that because i don't see anybody you know getting any kind of plastic surgery or anything like that to look at to look like an asian man but no ain't no fucking but but uh it's uh yeah and so he's still going off about this and uh and this is this is my problem um it was a horrible comparison um i because it sounds like in the first quote he's trying to you know talk about the mistreatment of asians are the same in america as black women but then he starts talking about how sexually how they're least desired but that's bullshit i mean if you go on somebody's you know you know check somebody's browser history they probably got all kind of ebony porn you know pinky busting it open before she gained you know 65 pounds in the wrong places and shit like that so that's just some old bullshit and uh my problem is with people like eddie you know he's making money off of being like i'm not gonna say like blackface but he's like you know just it's just you know an asian guy trying to be black and shit like that so it's funny and he identifies with it which eh, eh, really i mean you really gotta watch people like that you know um people who want to come around hang around and you know you know trying to learn from your culture and things like that then next thing you know they making a dollar off of it so i don't know did he really grow up identifying with black culture maybe but he's making some some he's making some coins off of you know being at the asian guy in the black community you know i mean in black culture you know running around using slang and dressing like an old wu-tang video so i mean it's just one of those things where it's like you know get the fuck up out of here bro you know so um and then he goes on to start calling black feminist bums on twitter and it's just been a huge backlash and and that's where we got to be careful about who we let into our circles and, you know, who wants to come out and hang around with you. Because soon as, you know, they they get accepted into, you know, mainstream, then all of a sudden, you know, they shitting on, you know, where they were accepted when nobody really wanted them. So that's why Eddie's up on that summer jam screen and fuck fresh off the boat. All right. And as far as speaking about you know letting outsiders come in into our uh our communities our inner circles and embracing you know we're embracing them and then they come in and you know learn about us learn the slang the culture and capitalize off of us and then start making dollars and leave i gotta put us on that summer jam screen also um i just seen an ad on uh uh what was it facebook and it was talking to, and it had a, I think it was Prilosec or it was some kind of, you know, heartburn medication. And it had the hashtag by Felicia on it. And that's when I just went up in arms about that. 
because so many times you see that on social media, you see these, you see these uh, companies, excuse me, you see these companies, you know, studying us and studying our slang and, you know, social media makes it so quick. It's just, you know, with a flick of the wrist, you know, somebody is using own fleek, um, by Felicia, even though Felicia by Felicia is like 20 years old from Friday. Um, and we really have to start protecting our intellectual property. And, um, cause right now, you know, when you used to see, you know, places and, you know, uh, big white companies uh use our slang it would be like you know months or even years later like how long like you look back at like raise the roof and stuff like that you start seeing that in commercials like way after we didn't stop doing that we we on to the harlem shake we on to doing other stuff <laughs> but now social media makes it so quick I feel like black folks on social media are the uh, we are the marketing department for these companies and we have to start protecting our intellectual property. Like I said before, Um, we got to start copywriting stuff. We got to, you know, start trademarking stuff uh, because they are making M's off of us millions. So black folks, that's why you up there on that summer gym screen. We got to do something about that. All right. And uh, yeah, like I said, we are. The marketing departments for these companies and uh moving on something a little bit more serious i seen a uh, article on the grill about um it was an article uh titled fbi's warning of white supremacists infiltrating law enforcement uh nearly forgotten this is by uh sam jones um, he is <coughs> excuse me he is a military, a former poli- military police captain, and he's a professor of law um, at the John Marshall Law School. And he wrote this article, and uh, I, I never knew this. Like we always, black folks, we have always um, suspected, you know, most of these cops and these judges to be, you know, part of the Klan and part of that movement, that white supremacist movement. But there's actually a FBI document from 2006 that brought up instances. Um, where they found out that certain people, you know, white males were, uh, part of neo-Nazis and part of the Klan. Now, growing up, you know, black folks, we always been, you know, kept one eye open on these cops, you know, always kept an eye on them. Cause we knew that after the Klan died down, you know, what happened to all them robes and, you know, them hoods, them robes and them hoods turned, turned into, you know, judges, robes and badges. We knew that. And they, you know, they just infiltrated law enforcement and, uh, you know, and been terrorizing black folks. Uh, there's one, uh, it talked about a cop, uh, in Chicago. I'm sorry, a detective in Chicago. Uh, he had ties to the Klan and, uh, they discovered that he tortured over a hundred, uh, black male suspects. Um, and then in Cleveland, the mayor discovered that many of the city police locker rooms were infested with white power graffiti. Um, a Texas sheriff uh, department discovered two of his deputies were recruiters for the Klan. So hopefully people, you know, read this article and uh, check out the document from 06, um, even though the document mainly is blacked out. Um, it does have, you know, some more instances in there. Um but uh, it, it, it brings to light, you know, to what we always thought um, and we always knew D 
deep in our hearts, meaning us black folks, that um, a lot of these cops, you know, are race soldiers and are, you know, pushing their own agenda and uh, to keep their, you know, to keep, you know, white supremacy going. Um, a lot of these cops, you know, are failed athletes. They're failed, uh, you know, uh, soldiers couldn't make it in the army. And, uh, you know, so, you know, they join the local police force and start terrorizing folks, uh, mainly black folks. So, you know, I think uh, a lot of the times uh, people were meaning, you know, white America, you know, when they see a story on the news about, you know, a cop killing a black person, um, they were, you know, they're always like, well, what did they do to deserve it and all this other mess? That's the first thought that pops into their head. And that's due to media training. You know, the media, you know, makes that jagged little pill of, you know, police killings. They uh, they coat it. They, they, they coat that pill so it's easy to swallow. And so people won't feel bad about black folks dying. You know, you'll see somebody, you know, who was wrongfully killed by a police officer. But then they'll bring up, you know, them having parking tickets from when they were 17 or 18 or that they cheated on a math test back in the sixth grade and so that makes you know so many folks sleep a little bit easier at night you know it justifies their murder and so hopefully people will read that article especially these uh folks that are so blinded and jaded and you know running around screaming on that hashtag that blue lives matter and that they're standing behind cops and all this other nonsense um I'm not saying all cops are bad and i'm not uh you know, I'm not saying that all cops are bad, but I don't know which ones are the good ones. Because you look at the story, you know, what happened out of um, Baltimore. You've seen a couple of black cops in there. You know, they're pushing that same, you know, white supremacist agenda. You know, and, uh, what they did to Freddie Gray by severing that brother's spine. So, you know, they're putting that blue life over, you know, a human life or black life, you know. So... You know, I want people to check out that article, you know, from the Grio and uh, maybe the FBI will step in and do something. But if not, you know, black folks, we need to stand together and start policing our own communities. You know, anytime you see a, a traffic stop or anything, uh, you know, police, you know, doing their in a big ass quotation marks, doing their job, you know, put that cell phone out just start recording it. You know, don't be scared when they come over and ask you what you're recording for. They shouldn't be scared of that because if they're doing their job, they have nothing to worry about. So we really need to start banding together, <clears throat> having community meetings and uh, policing ourselves. You know, we got to start educating each other on these laws. And, um, and you know, we need to start pulling our money together and get some of these these uh, BS city council members, you know, in our back pocket, you know, we need to start donating to their campaigns. It doesn't matter where they stand. That dollar will always talk, you know, when we're donating to their uh, campaign funds and things of that sort. And, you know, if they don't want to do that, you know, after we donate and we start, you know, giving them our demands, then that's when you just go to the media. Let them know, hey, I donated to this campaign fund and all this other mess and, you know, start shining the bad light. Because that's one thing that will hurt a politician is, you know, their reputation because <clears throat> they want to sit up there and get that good old government welfare check, you know, for not doing shit. So that's what we need to start doing. You know, community um, meetups, you know, uh, community meetings and uh, just start policing ourselves, you know, holding each other accountable and uh, supporting each other and uh, pulling our money together and getting these politicians in our back pocket. We got so many people who come in and, you know, try to pimp our community for a vote and uh, 
they get that vote and then they get in office and they leave and the reason that they don't do nothing about you know <clears throat> you know hear our cries and things like that is because we didn't donate that almighty dollar to their campaign you know they got our vote helped them get in the office but you need to help them you know which is crooked it shouldn't work like that but you need to start putting money into their campaigns and making donations for them you know and make sure you write it in a check or a money order just so you got a paper trail so that's what we need really need to start doing because uh i know a lot of us are getting fed up and a lot of us are awake you know if you want to stay in the matrix go ahead and stay in that matrix i mean i'm fine with that too we just don't need you all right moving on to selling hope like dope news um you gotta put uh nike on there the sportswear company um May 13th uh, is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day for them. Law enforcement officers get 30% off. And Twitter found out about this, and they were up in a uh, in a rage. <coughs> now, Nike's been doing this. Um, I didn't see any issues last year about it. Um, but apparently, you know, somebody got a hold of the banner and said it's time to boycott Nike and Converse, which Nike owns. Uh, for their cop appreciation um, Nike uh, released a statement saying Nike has no intention to offend anyone nor to imply that we are insensitive to the serious and important issues between law enforcement and black communities in America we care about and support efforts to continue discussions to create positive change and bring equality for everyone in our society um, Nike's been offering discounts to law enforcement first responders and the military since September 11th um, so people were on Twitter in an upgrade, like I said before, in a rage about it. And that's the only thing that they're going to do about it is keep tweeting and talking about boycott Nike. But from this morning's release of the Air Jordan 7 hairs, the Bugs Bunny shoes, um, niggas don't give a fuck about Nike giving 30 percent discounts to the cops. Niggas still going to drop these two hundred dollars on these J's. On these Kobe's, on these KD's, on these Kyrie Irving's. As I drop, as I'm recording this podcast right now, I'm sitting in a pair of black and gold Zoom Kobe Sixes, Black History Month edition. Now, I'm saying this just because uh, we always do this anytime something, some company does something that we don't like. You know, we hoot and holler and get some attention, but we never get results. So always attention. No results. So, will folks actually boycott Nike? I doubt that shit. Unless Adidas and Reebok, you know, step in and offer some kind of, you know, black folk discount or Black Lives Matter campaign or donations or something like that. But, you know, probably next week, uh, you know, LeBron or Kobe or some other major athlete on Nike, you know, will release a statement or do something and say that, you know, on behalf of Nike, we're donating you know two thousand dollars to the black lives matter campaign and everybody like oh okay nike's not so bad after all so you know it'll surprise me if folks actually you know start boycotting nike uh it's getting to the point though where nike is uh you know pimping the community so hard on these prices that you can actually you know catch some of these um, exclusive shoes on sale now just because they're so damn high they're trying to say that they're using you know higher end products and all this other bullshit and it's a lie you know they're using the same materials 
that they used when the initial releases came out, you know, year decades ago. Now they're going back to it and trying to charge people more. You know, a lot of us aren't falling for the hype. Um, but you know what? If people start boycotting Nike, I will be surprised. Will I boycott it? Um, I ain't bought a pair of kicks from Nike, and I don't know. Oh, it's been a minute. But uh, I do got a bunch of J's and a bunch of Nikes though, so I'm still rocking bitches though. Um, but I'll keep a mean mug on my face to support the struggle, you know. So that's what it is selling hope like dope. That is Nike up there selling that hope, boy. And y'all buying that them Nike shoes like dope. So keep it pushing. All right, now hold this L. This hurts for me to say this, um, but. The whole San Antonio Spurs squad will have to hold this L. They did not show up in the playoffs. The only consistent person in this playoff series, you know, against the Clippers was Tim Duncan. Tim did everything in his power, you know, that he could, you know, as a almost 40-year-old man to keep this series going. You know, knocking down big shots, knocking down huge free throws, you know, doing everything that he could. Our reigning finals MVP, uh, he, he he was hit or miss. You know, sometimes he felt like playing. Sometimes he just wanted to commit silly fouls and things of that sort. Um, Kawhi Leonard is still coming into his own. But, you know, that team runs through um, Tony Parker still. Tony Parker, you know, he, he's that ignition switch. You know, as soon as he get going and he can get into the cup, you know, uh, whining and dining and, you know, dropping dimes and, you know, being in the paint, you know, uh, uh, finishing amongst the trees, so to say, uh, so to speak, uh, you know, everybody else gets open, you know, Danny Green can knock down his threes because, you know, he put the ball on the floor, that man dribble, you know, as high as his neck, so it's easy to rip him, um, but yeah, so if he can get, so if Tony Parker can get into the paint and collapse the defense, kick it out, you know, the Danny hit that three, he's good to go, but you know, I didn't see too much of that from Tony. You know, I know he was hurting and things of that sort. Um, Manu came off the bench, didn't do shit. You know, committing silly fouls, flopping. But, you know, we all know Manu was a flopper. Um, but, yeah, this this was a tough series to watch. Um, we did everything. In our, well, Timmy did everything in his power to try to win the series. Everybody else, I think they were kind of content, you know. They had that, that king's belly, you know. They already was on the throne and... They just felt like they could, you know, phone it in for a little bit. And the Clippers were hungry. The uh, Clippers came to play. And the uh, Clippers came and showed out. They gave us a classic series. So I'm hearing in the offseason that we're supposed to be getting rid of uh, Boris Diaw and Patty Mills to uh, free up space for LaMarcus Aldridge. I do not want LaMarcus Aldridge. I repeat, I do not want LaMarcus Aldridge. I think he's a good player, but no power forward uh, slash center should be out shooting threes and uh, 18-foot jump shots. Um, you know, we need somebody that can bang on the inside and be big on the inside. That's what I would prefer if they went after Mark Gasol, you know, instead of LaMarcus. But, you know, Mark is a stable, staple in um, Memphis. But I would still like to see Mark Gasol over, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, yeah, so it hurts for me to say this, but my San Antonio Spurs, y'all got to hold this L. Every time y'all win a title, the next year you guys just stink it up in the playoffs. Every single time that we win a title, 
but I'm still lucky enough to be alive, you know, to witness all five of the title runs. Um, hopefully we can get six, and hopefully it'll still be, you know, with Tim Duncan. I don't care if he only plays 10 minutes. I mean, that man will still give you, you know, 18 points and 10 boards easily. So, yeah, San Antonio Spurs. Go Spurs, go. Breaks my heart, but hold this L. Alright, so last segment of the show, Health Over Wealth. You know, I usually start this out with a quote. And, you know, I got a couple for for you. Um, the first one is, love yourself first and everything else falls into line. Now, that's the damn truth right there. I think uh, so many times uh, we look for, you know, love outside instead of inside. Um, once you get grown, um, you you really have to you you kind of you learn quick that the world is cold, boy. Especially if you don't love yourself and you look for acceptance from others, this can be a very very cold place. So you really have to learn how to love yourself. Um, you know, set expectations for yourself, and you know, live life for yourself. I know it sounds selfish. But you really need to start living for yourself and loving yourself. That's the main thing that you need to do is live for yourself and love love yourself. Um, you know, you get those two things in order. You know, you get your, you know, everything starts coming together. You know, the cars, the home, the career. Um, it starts coming together and you just have this amazing confidence in yourself. And then, boom, then here comes, you know that you know outstanding you know mate that you've been not looking for but you've had it in the back of your head you know if you go out you know looking for love first before you get your shit together it's you know you're gonna end up you know fucking up your life and uh you know that person uh you know could end up fucking up your life even worse so you know make sure you love yourself first take care of yourself first that is the first damn thing that you need to do, um, especially, especially in this day and age. You know, everybody is, you know, on these social media sites, you know, setting thirst traps and all this other bullshit. You can just tell that it's low self-esteem, you know, really learn to be by yourself and learn to love yourself i can't stress that enough because if you out here looking for love first and you know looking for acceptance from other people you're gonna end up doing some shit that you hate so do not do it love yourself please do that for your boy do it for me love yourself again love yourself learn how to be alone with yourself learn how to enjoy your own company because if you don't somebody's gonna end up using you and abusing you so please 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 do not let that happen please again 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 please don't let that happen all right so the next quote i got for you and uh please take this with a grain of salt uh if you want to change your bank account Start changing people's lives. And I say take that with a grain of salt because I want you to start changing people's lives for the better, not changing people's lives for the worse. So don't go out here, you know, preying upon people. When you really make a difference in this world, you know, the Lord, Allah, whatever you believe in will bless you. If you think it's 
just energy from the you know from the universe i believe that too but i believe that's god but don't worry about what i believe in worry about what you believe in but as soon as you start changing people's lives for the positive you know the universe or god will bless you or give it to you you know 10 times over you know especially if you create something that helps people's lives or you know put a smile on their face or you know just get some out of a bad situation you'll just start receiving blessings upon blessings upon blessings and if it ain't a blessing it's a lesson so keep going keep pushing and uh, you know what whatever situation that you're in right now believe me we all been through it don't be ashamed of your situation you know always try to make your situation better and if you're in a great situation share that knowledge share that uh, game with somebody who's in a less fortunate situation with you and you know they'll receive a blessing and you'll receive a blessing 10 times over so sorry about me being so nasally um you know i'm sick as a damn dog but you know it's been going on almost what three weeks since i did an episode of this uh good old podcast do rags and bow shoes so i appreciate you guys sticking with me staying tough with me and uh yeah i want y'all to enjoy this weekend uh enjoy everything about this life and uh just keep uh living and loving yourself and just make sure that you guys uh follow me on twitter um at omaha hostage O-M-A-H-A-H-O-S-T-A-G-E Again, that's Omaha Hostage, not Omaha Hostage Alright, so um, yeah, much love Um, You know, hit me up, let me know about feedback and whatever else you need to know Or if you got any questions Alright, so yeah, y'all enjoy this weekend Like I said before, and uh, I'm rambling So, holla